0: Yeah. How do oceans say hello? They wave. They wave. You didn't think you're going to get 10 out of 10 comedy central
1: level jokes on this podcast. This is you? just a pun episode, isn't it? Just <laughs> nothing but puns for an hour long. It's more like nothing but water and waves and oceans, but I'll
0: get to that in a moment. Today, I'm Nick Amell. I'm the host of the Tennis Podcast and you're hearing another voice over there. And that voice is the voice of my friend, Alex Johns. He's been a regular on the Tennis Pod Plus feed recently, but this is his debut on the main podcast feed. I'm going to pause for applause. I promise to let you down. That's a promise he can keep. Alex, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Not well. (laughs) Well, like my opening joke, you can expect more comedic gold like that on today's episode. This is episode 180 of the Tennis Podcast. The show where every week either myself or my sidekick host bring a top tennis list on any given topic, including fun facts, trivia, and hashtag hot takes. Alex, I hope you love talking about water. What's your hot takes on water? You know, water's wet. Hot take?
1: That's about it. (laughs) No, water's great. I like to swim. I like the ocean. I just got back from a cruise, actually. So I saw saw. a, a lot of water the past week or so. Uh, What a coincidence that is, that you just spent so much time around
0: and in the water, letting the water caress you for so long, and now you come back and we're going to talk about literally nothing but water, because today we're talking about the top 10 largest bodies of water on the planet. Okay, that's interesting. Is it? Because I'm worried that you and others might be like, how the fuck are they going to fill an hour with water? (laughs) But I pulled some uh, very interesting things I'm excited to talk to you about. I can't wait to hear these hashtag Nick's notes. What would Alex's notes be? Alex's, we're going to have to work on that. Yeah. Nothing's coming to mind. I've been working on that for
1: months. Nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it hasn't taken too much time away from your marriage or your full-time job or anything (laughs) else you're working on. But yeah, so these are the largest bodies of water on Earth as of today. My sources are LiveScience.com, a website called TowerPaddleBoards.com, OceanInfo.com, and of course, Wikipedia. So, oceans, lakes, everything included? Any body of water? Everything's included. Okay. This list is ranked by square mileage or kilometers worldwide. So, whichever... And, you know, the first few are going to be obvious. We all know it's oceans. Yep. Yep. But any body of water, river, lake, sea, ocean, all of it's included. Which body of water takes up the most space on Earth? And to get us started and to wet... With water, your appetite, I brought some hashtag Nick's notes about the sea in general. Okay. And I'll kind of sprinkle these in throughout the episode. Did you know, Alex, that 71% of the Earth's surface is covered in water? I knew that. Yeah. Okay. To a T. To a (laughs) T. Did you know that 97% of all water on Earth is oceans? I did not know that. That's crazy. Isn't that incredible? Almost three-fourths of the entire Earth's surface is water. And then of that water, almost 100%, 97% is just ocean. The oceans are so fucking massive that it's really hard for us to comprehend. Kind of like space. Kind of like space. That You know, honestly, our discussion on space, because me and Alex did the uh, top 10 largest objects in the solar system on Tennis Pod Plus recently, that's what led me to this episode. Because I wanted to find something kind of science-y
2: yeah.
1: and big. Yeah, it's uh, kind of the last great unknown, uh, you know, terrestrially on the Earth is the oceans. Like, there's still so much we don't know about them. That's exactly the theme of today's episode. In fact, you just said it, there's so much to explore in the
0: ocean. Did you know that 91% of species living in the ocean, animal species, are unknown?
1: That's not surprising, but that's just crazy. Yeah,
0: scientists estimate that we actually know less than 10% of all living. And think about everything that lives in the ocean. You got crabs, you got lobsters, you got fish, you got whales, you got sharks, you got otters, uh, walruses. What else? <laughs> uh, what am I missing? What Penguins. That's everything. You got them all. <laughs> we could keep. You got them all. Starfish, uh, <laughs> sea snails. We could keep going. I will keep going. No, I won't. But we could keep going forever and ever and ever. And you could, I mean, there's thousands of things that we know, maybe millions. I don't know. There's thousands at least of things that live in the ocean that we know of. We have the names of them. But
1: 91% of them, we've never encountered. They got orcas. They got orcas. I just saw something on orcas the other day. Those guys, do you know how fucking smart those things are? No. They hunt in packs. I saw a video of like these seals, like hanging out on ice. And this whole group of orcas came in a line and like splushed their tails and made this big ass wave to knock this poor seal off the ice so they could eat him. What? Like they're hunting together. Like that's, that's some intelligent shit, man. But do they share it once the seal falls in? I don't know. I didn't see that that They must if they're hunting in packs, but like, you wouldn't think that a single seal could really go that far in a pack of orcas though. I mean, I'm sure they're getting a lot of seals, right? So maybe they'll get this one like, all right, Jim, he's yours. Yeah. All right, Bob, you get the next one.
0: It's kind of like if there was a pack of Busters hunting like (laughs) turkey deli meat, right? Like one (laughs) is not going to go very far. Or single Vienna sausages straight out of the can. (laughs) (laughs) These are true stories, folks. (laughs) All right. Well, oh, you know, I was estimating the number of known species, and I forgot that I actually had it written down right here. There's 230,000 known species that habitat the world's oceans today. 230,000 known species, tens of millions more that we have never seen. So the Earth's water is comprised of five oceans, 177 million lakes, and 76 rivers that are at least 1,000 miles long. And if you were to take up all of the Earth's water, it's estimated that there's one, almost 1.4 billion cubic kilometers, which comes out to 333 million cubic miles of water on the planet. Goddamn. I don't know what the uh, calculation, the conversion rate is from water to peanut butter, but we can assume we'd have, we'd be making PB&J sandwiches for the rest of our lives. Yeah, for sure. It's like that old saying of taking a bucket to the ocean. You're not going to get very far. It's like taking two slices of bread to the ocean, which would be peanut butter. (laughs) Yeah. Alex is nodding. He agrees. It's a lot of sandwiches. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have more fun facts like that, but why don't we get guessing? Alex, tell me and try to save the top few for last if you can. Tell me a guess for
1: the largest body of water on Earth. One more question. Is this based on like volume of water or is it based on like the surface area? surface area. Gotcha. Okay. Coverage of the planet. So, I think I'll start with some bodies that may not be on the list. Okay. How about that that pond right outside the 8th grade center of our hometown? <laughs> I'm gonna guess that's not on the list. The 8th grade center in our
0: suburban Tulsa town. Is it bigger than the Earth's Oceans, and Lakes? Let me check. Hang on. I'm looking. Oh, no, but the pond behind the 10th grade center is on there.
1: Oh, that's on there. Okay. <laughs> No. There's no ponds in the top 10, sir, No ponds? As you well know. Are there any swamps on the list? No. So Dr. Buster's ass is out of the question.
0: <laughs> I didn't say swampy habitats. Ah, Swampy
1: environments.
0: His ass is not literally a swamp. That would be weird if he's walking around with a swamp as an ass. That'd just be like a, what is that? Like a, Like a balloon of water, right? Yeah.
1: I wouldn't hate it. All right. All right. So, bodies of water. I want to avoid the oceans for now. So, are there any lakes on the list? This was surprising to me. There's not a single lake in the top 10. No lakes. Okay. I was going to guess like the Great Lakes and some places like that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's no lakes and there's no rivers. It's all seas and oceans. Interesting. Do you have just the top 10 or do you have more in front of you?
0: So just outside the top ten, the, I don't have these ranked, but they were right outside the top ten. Are the Caribbean Sea? Okay. Isn't that where you were? Yeah, I was. The Mississippi River. Interesting. Is not in the top ten. The Gulf of Mexico. Not in the top ten. Oh wow. The Baltic Sea, the Caspian Sea, the Black Sea, and then I put every single lake on the entire planet. None of them
1: <laughs> are in the top ten. Interesting.
0: I would have thought the Great Lakes in America would one of them
1: would be in here. Yeah, but it's not. It's pretty big. Okay. How about the Nile River?
0: That's an excellent guess, but no, no, no Nile River. No rivers at all in the top 10.
1: If no rivers, that means no Amazon. That was going to be my kind of biggest river idea. Uh, so let's go the Indian Ocean. Show me the Indian Ocean. I think you mean the Native American Ocean, actually. Wrong
0: Indians. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the Indian Ocean is number three. In the top 10. It is the third largest body of water in the world. Some of these stats are just amazing to me. So, first of all, the size, the amount of Earth it covers is 28 million square miles, which comes to 74 million square kilometers. And its max depth, so the deepest point in this ocean, is 24,000 feet. Goddamn. So, Alex, if you were to take the tallest roller coaster you've ever ridden, which knowing you is probably a kiddie roller coaster
1: from when you were a little yeah, boy. Yeah, I don't like roller coasters. I'm spooked.
0: How many of those? This got to be—I don't know—hundreds of thousands of those could fit in this part of the ocean. Twenty-four thousand feet. How many space mountains? <laughs> I do. Did you ride space? Mountain? I did ride
1: space mountain, and I was miserable.
0: <laughs> Let's find it. How tall is space mountain? Space mountain is sixty-five feet. Okay. So, if we were to take 24,000 divided by 65, you could fit 369 space mountains on top of each other. Wow. So, a good, like, reference point for our listeners might be Mount Everest. So, Mount Everest, the peak is at 29,000 feet. So, if Mount Everest was in the Indian Ocean, only the, like, top, I don't know, 10 to 15% of it would be sticking out of the water. Damn. So, Alex, where is the Indian Ocean? India. Uh, it's, it borders India, yes. It's also it's, uh, bounded by Asia to the north, Africa to the
1: west, and Australia to the east. See, I didn't think it was that big. I didn't expect it to be so high on this list. I thought it was just that ocean that's kind of around India, and like, that's it. But it sounds like it's a lot bigger than I thought.
0: Yeah. Well, spoiler, but the top five in this top 10 are all oceans. Right. Like, the smallest ocean is still bigger than anything else. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So something else I didn't know about the Indian Ocean. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, but uh, it's the warmest ocean in the world. Hmm. The the water temperature is the warmest, and in fact, evidence shows that it's continually warming over the last hundred years. No surprise, I'm sure. Yep. It's also the youngest of the major oceans. The Indian Ocean has active spreading ridges that are part of the worldwide system of mid-ocean ridges. In other words, this ocean is still spreading and growing little by little. The Indian Ocean, together with the Mediterranean, has connected people since ancient times, whereas the Atlantic and Pacific have had, have had barriers to it that have made it. The Atlantic and Pacific, though larger, spoiler, were not as used by ancient peoples because they weren't as accessible. Right. If that makes sense. Last note on the Indian Ocean is the sea lanes in the Indian Ocean are considered among the most strategically important in the world, with more than 80% of the world's seaborne trade travels through the Indian Oceans. Hmm, interesting. 80% of all sea
1: trade goes to the Indian Oceans, so it's exciting stuff, Alex. Yeah, big numbers. All right, so Indian Ocean number three, let's go away from the oceans for a bit. Is the Dead Sea on the list? No Dead Sea. No. No Dead Sea. What about the Red Sea? No. No colored seas. No colored seas. Okay, so blue, black, green, they're all, all out. You said the Gulf of Mexico is not, right? Right. Although, the Gulf of Mexico is part of a sea that
2: is in the top ten. Or maybe part of a sea or part of an ocean?
0: Well, I mean, they're all part of oceans, right. but you know what I mean? Right. Well, anyway, we'll get to it when we get to it, so. Okay. I'm trying to think of other seas, big seas. So think about, um, this sea, number seven, gets its name from something that's extremely prominent within the sea.
1: Prominent within the sea. The Great
0: Barrier Reef is part of this sea. Oh, is there a sea called the Great Barrier Sea? No, so sorry. I kind of misspoke. The sea is not named the Great Barrier Reef Sea or anything like that, but its name is inspired by the Great Barrier Reef. It's the Coral Sea at number 7. I've never heard of that. Don't know that one? No. It's because you're not very worldly or good at guessing top 10 lists. I'm really not, no. The Coral Sea is number 7. It covers 1.9 million square miles, or just under 5 million square kilometers. So let's compare that to number 3. The Indian Ocean covers 28 million square miles. And number 7, the Coral Sea, covers 1.9. So huge difference in size just between number 3 and 7. The deepest point in the Coral Sea is 30,000 feet. So it's actually much deeper than the Indian Ocean at its deepest point. Hmm. The Coral Sea is near Australia, the Solomon Islands, Papua New Guinea. And it takes its name from its coral formations of the Great Barrier Reef, the largest known reef system in the world. How much is your mind blown right now? Quite
2: a bit. You know, I saw some coral on vacation. Cool. Yeah, it was in Bermuda. That's pretty cool.
1: That is cool. Apparently, it was the farthest north coral that grows on Earth, because most coral has to be like near the equator. But Bermuda's far enough north Mm. that I don't know. It's like the farthest north. That was pretty cool. Cool fact. That is cool.
0: I wish you had been sucked up and disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle, but we can talk about that another time. I did go through it. Lived to tell the tale. Did you? Yeah. The Coral Sea Basin was formed between fifty million years ago when the Queensland Continental Shelf was uplifted, forming the Great Dividing Range. The geological formation processes are still proceeding as partly evidenced by seismic activity, so the Coral Sea is another one that is still forming. And my last note is that the Coral Sea was the location of the battle for the Coral Sea, a major confrontation during World War II between the navies of the empires of Japan and the United States and Australia. Hmm.
1: Do you know that coral is actually an animal and not a plant? That sounds familiar. Let's look at some coral here. Yeah. But like what is coral? What's its fucking point? I mean, fish eat it, right? Kai, kind of sometimes they eat fish. Like coral like eats stuff. A lot of times it like cleans the oceans cuz it's like eating the grime off the ground. It provides habitats for fish, protection from predators and all that. It's I mean, it's a vital part of the ecosystem. So when you say it eats shit off the ground. It doesn't move, right? No, it's like stays in the ground, but then like also has like little mouths that like eat shit. It's weird, dude. (laughs) Little mouths. (laughs) (laughs) It stays in the
0: ground, but has little mouths that eat shit. (laughs) I'm doing a Google search for a coral mouth. Holy shit. Is this real? This can't be real. I don't know. Can you show me? Yeah. Hang on. I will share a link to this in the show notes. Alex, I'm putting it in the chat on Riverside. Okay. Let's see this shit. Oh, what is is that? It looks like something out of
2: the Trolls movie.
0: Yeah.
2: Is that real? I don't know.
1: Jerry's out. We're going to just say it's real. And it's terrifying. Do we have any marine biologist listeners that could weigh in on this? No one that smart (laughs) listens to this show.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, if someone out there is listening and they're an expert on coral mouths, please let us know. And how many times has your dick been inside of one? Let us know that too. Oh. All right. So you have seven Coral Sea and three Indian Ocean. Give me another guess.
1: Okay. uh, It sounds like you need help on the seas. Definitely need help on the seas. I'm going to knock out the oceans now. I'll try to save the top two for last. So let's go with the Arctic Ocean. I'm going to guess number five. Number five. You're correct. The Arctic Ocean is the
0: fifth largest body of water at five and a half million square miles, comes to 14 million square kilometers. So much bigger than the Coral Sea, but much smaller than Indian Ocean. Its max depth is 18,000 feet, which is about half of the Coral Sea's depth. So the Coral Sea is much deeper. The Arctic Ocean includes the North Pole region in the middle of the Northern Hemisphere and extends south. The Arctic Ocean is surrounded by Eurasia and North America. So, Alex, if the Indian Ocean is the warmest ocean, then what do you think the Arctic Ocean is? I'm going to guess it's the coldest. It's the coldest. I gave you quite a hint there. It is mostly covered by sea ice throughout the year and almost completely covered in ice in the winter. Despite that, human habitation in the North American polar region goes back at least 17,000 years. At this time, falling sea levels allowed people to move across the Bering land bridge that joined Siberia to northwestern North America, uh, Alaska, leading to the settlement of the Americas. Are you following me? Follow. There used to be a land bridge between Russia and Alaska That's how people came to America at first. Uh, The Arctic Ocean and the Arctic region has a fragile ecosystem, and it is especially exposed to climate change because it warms faster than the rest of the world, which is kind of, you wouldn't assume that because it's in this cold-ass part of the world, but it actually warms faster as far as global warming goes. Global warming has increased encounters between polar bears and humans. Oh. Reduced sea ice due to melting is causing polar bears to search for new sources of food. And in fact, beginning in December 2018, a mass invasion of polar bears into the archipelago... Arch, you know arch, that
1: word? Archipelago? It's
0: like, yeah, it's the islands, right? Yeah, the yeah, island yeah. chain? Yeah. Of Novaya Zemlya caused local authorities to declare a state of emergency because dozens of polar bears were seen entering homes and public buildings... <laughs> Hungry boys. (laughs) Alex, imagine sitting at your table, eating some cereal or something, listening to Tennis Podcast, as you do every morning. All of a sudden, the door opens and you think, oh, uh, my wife must be home early or there's a neighbor that needs something. Nope. The door opens and it's a fucking 10-foot tall polar bear standing there ready to tour your home. He wants to look around. What do you do?
2: I gave him a (sighs) Coca-Cola. Fuck you for that. Fuck you for that.
0: Polar bears are the biggest bear. Bigger than, like, grizzlies and all that?
2: hmm
0: Huh. I think. They can be quite vicious, so you don't want to run into a polar bear, but I, it, the idea of dozens of them, not just one or two, but dozens entering homes of people is terrifying, but also cute at the same time. Hell of an ass on those polar bears. For sure. Yeah, it goes without saying. I wasn't even going to say it because it's so obvious. But if people want polar bears to stop entering their homes, they should stop destroying the earth. Yeah. Because that's what's causing it. So polar bears and the Arctic Ocean are number five on the top ten.
2: All right. So we got number five. Oh, go ahead. Hang
0: on one second. Do you think, you know, uh, on our solar system bonus episode, we talked about how humans will be colonizing other planets eventually. It's just a matter of time. Yes. Do you think before that point comes, they will put focus and effort into putting society on places like Antarctica and stuff? Like, I know people go there and visit there for, like, research, but as far as, like, living there as humans live in other cities,
1: you know, if they're going to build a dome on Mars, why not build a dome on Antarctica first? Yeah, that's a great point because, you, I mean, it's a good test, right, to make sure your shit can, like, withstand Mars. Like, if you can handle Mars, you can handle Antarctica, no problem, you know? Yeah. Huh. I never thought about that. But, yeah, I, I bet you're right. I bet we'll start seeing, like, settlements and habitats on unhospitable places on Earth before we start seeing those on extraterrestrial planets. I'm going to guess that no one's thought of this
0: before. And now that it happens in the future, it is because of me mentioning it on
1: the show. We'll call them the Tennis Pods.
0: (laughs) Oh, I get it. The Tennis Pods. Man, you're on fire today, Alex. Where you lack in guessing top tennis lists you make up for in... Girth. Girth. Thank you.
2: Uh, give me another guess.
1: Shit, I know there's five oceans, but I can only think of four of them. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, God, what's number four? I know one, no, I know one and two. Okay, uh, you got... we just <laughs> talked about
0: the Antarctica, right? Oh, they got an ocean down there? Is there an Antarctic Ocean? Antarctic Ocean, yes. Oh, that's it, okay. Yeah, it's number four. Uh, now, it's known, actually, in most parts of the world as the Southern Ocean. Okay. But I, I don't know if it's... Anyway, it's, when I was in school, I learned it as the Antarctic Ocean. It's the ocean that encircles Antarctica. So if you were to look at a globe and put it to where you're facing Antarctica, the body of water that encircles it is the Antarctic Ocean. So it's like a titty and Antarctica is the nipple. A very, very large buster-like nipple, yes. Yeah, Alex is making the shape of a nipple with his hands on the camera. <laughs> and it's helping me because I had forgotten what nipples look like, so thank you for that. Right. Uh, The Southern Ocean, or Antarctic Ocean at number 4, covers 20 million square miles, which comes to 53 million square kilometers, and its deepest point is 24,000 feet. Again, it encircles Antarctica. The Southern Ocean, geographically the youngest of the oceans, was formed when Antarctica and South America moved apart, opening the Drake Passage roughly 30 million years ago. Now, exploration of the Southern Ocean was inspired by a belief in the existence of Terra Australis, a vast continent in the far south of the globe to, quote, balance the northern lands of Eurasia and North Africa. So, in other words, long ago before anyone had really explored this part of the world, there was a belief that because there's land up here, there must be land down there as well. Gotcha. uh, Even before anyone had seen it. But the Spaniard Gabriel de Castilla, listener of the show, He claimed to have been the first person to sight the Antarctic Ocean and Antarctica. He said he saw snow-covered mountains in 1603, although he was ignored during that time. So he discovered it in 1603, but no one else had really seen it for a while after that. Now, I have a kind of random but fun fact. A baby named Emilio Marcus de Palma was born in Antarctica on January 7th, 1978. He became the first baby born on the continent and he was also born further south than anyone in human history. That's cool. That's cool. Kind of like yeah. your coral was way up there in the north. Yeah. Emilio was way down south. Yeah, and they both have little mouths. <laughs> Alex <laughs> is making little mouths on video. <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, my last note is that the southern ocean is one of the regions in which rapid climate change is most visibly taking
1: place. So you're telling me like what? It was 1603. Some dude discovered Antarctica. Yes, but dudes didn't even know how to wipe their own ass back then. Yes, we <laughs>
0: talked about that before too, with <laughs> Galileo and his telescopes in what the 1400s.
1: It just baffles me the things these people do. They can't even wipe their own ass, where they can just discover the ends of the earth. Like right,
0: and they're like draining blood as a cure for like sickness, and they're bathing in rivers that people are shitting in, like ten feet up. Like all the stuff that they did and. Didn't know, and yet like mathematicians came out of this time uh, well before Galileo's yeah. time, and then telescopes. And
1: I'm with you, Alex. I don't yeah. understand it. Doctors be like, you got ghosts in your blood, and they prescribe <laughs> you cocaine for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a simpler time. Yeah. Have you heard that conspiracy theory that almost all of human history is made up and fictionalized before? Uh-huh. I don't know what the cutoff is, but like the last few hundred years only, something yeah. like that. I don't believe in that conspiracy theory, but it is fun to think about. Like, if all this was fictionalized accounts, where does it start? Where does it end,
1: Alex? Tell me. Yeah. And who decided, you know, why not throw some aliens in there? Why not throw something? Well, they do. They did. People just won't accept it. Oh, right. right. Ancient aliens. There's a whole show about it, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. All of human history is fake. So, on that One more question on Antarctica. Is there land over there or is it just ice? Do you know? Just land.
0: Maybe one in the same, right?
1: I mean, I think it's land, but it's completely covered in ice. Yeah. But like, say, because it's a like, continent. Say, like, global warming hits, right? And all the ice melts. Is there going to be anything left or is it just going to be ocean down there? I'm trying to look. Same with the Arctic, really. Is there land up there or is that just ice? Alex, this is beyond my scope, brother. I'm just a
0: podcast host, man. I don't know. Okay, well, Wikipedia says it's a virtually uninhabited, ice-covered land mass. Okay,
1: that answers the question. I guess
0: so, yeah. There's land in Antarctica. And there's up to 5,000 people living there. Which what the fuck are they doing? They live there seasonally, like, you know, the researchers and stuff, but... What do
1: they go down there to research? Like... <laughs> fucking snow, man, I don't know. Snow? <laughs> You're just snow. fucking picking up snow and... Oh. look at, look they... at this. <laughs> Did you see the Rudolph,
0: like, claymation? Do you know what I'm about to say? Yeah. Cornelius guy, he he put his pickaxe in the ice and then picked it up and like, well, yeah, I think they're down there studying ice and shit. But, you know, you haven't heard it yet because it hasn't been released. But recently I recorded an episode on the most charismatic animals and they were telling me that people picture polar bears and penguins living in the same part
1: of the world, but they actually live on opposite parts of the world. You had some good alliteration going on there at the start. What did I say? People picture penguins, polar bears, a lot of peas. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Penis. <laughs> Poop. All right. So we've got five Arctic, four Antarctic, three Indian. Uh, we leave, that leaves two oceans left. I think number two is going to be the Atlantic Ocean.
0: You're right. Number two is indeed the Atlantic Ocean. The Atlantic Ocean is 33 million square miles or 87 million square kilometers. So, that's the largest we've talked about so far. Its max depth is 27,000 feet. The Atlantic Ocean occupies an elongated, S shaped basin extending longitudinally between Europe and Africa to the east and the Americas to the west. So, the Atlantic is the ocean that, if you're ever at the beaches in Florida or the east coast of the United States, that's the Atlantic Ocean. And that is what separates America from Europe and that part of the world. And in fact, That's important because it's known to separate the, quote, old world of Africa, Europe, and Asia from the, quote, new world of the Americas and the European perception of the world. More on this in a minute. The oldest oceanic crust in the Atlantic is up to 145 million years old, and it's situated off the west coast of Africa and the east coast of North America. So the oceanic crust in the Atlantic has been around since 145 million years ago. Oh. On average, the Atlantic is the saltiest major ocean, much like Alex is, on average, the saltiest guest sidekick host.
2: Oh. (laughs) That's
0: kind of interesting, right? Yeah, it's pretty salty. If you needed salt to line your margarita glass, you're much better off at the Atlantic than you are at any other ocean. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. In the colonies of the Americas... Depredation, smallpox, and other diseases and slavery quickly reduced the indigenous population of the Americas to the extent that the Atlantic slave trade had to be introduced to replace them. Yes, we're getting dark here for a minute. Hmm. Between the 15th century and the late 1800s, when Brazil became the last part of the Americas to end the slave trade. So during that 300-ish years, an estimated 10 million Africans were exported as slaves most of them destined to agricultural labor. So Alex, how's that make you feel? Pretty bad. <laughs> Me too.
1: So you know how like when the Europeans came, like smallpox just destroyed the Native American population. Yeah. But you would think that the Native Americans would have similar diseases that would destroy the Europeans, right? Because they both never contacted each other. You know why that never happened? There was no America Pox? Why? Because in the cities of Europe, they brought so many people together, plus they brought farm animals together, plus there was no hygiene, right? People shitting in the streets and all this kind of stuff. It was, so just, it was, a breeding, yeah, it was just a breeding <laughs> ground out there, yeah, for diseases like hopping from animals to people, yada, yada. And so it just over time built up all these resistances to the Europeans. Whereas in the New World, you know, the Native Americans and all Native peoples, they didn't really build these big cities, right? They all kind of lived spread out so they didn't have those resistances. Isn't that interesting?
0: That makes sense, but I know Native Americans and indigenous people lived in tribes, but obviously those tribes can't compare to a city in Europe at the time. That is interesting. It's almost like herd immunity is a thing.
2: Hmm. Who would have thought?
0: Who would have thought? That is interesting. And I have one more note about this time period. From the days of Christopher Columbus to the Industrial Revolution, transatlantic trade including colonialism and slavery became crucial for western europe between 1500 and 1800 that was a year that was a period of sustained growth during which these countries grew richer than those in eastern europe and asia so in western europe those countries became richer and wealthier than eastern europe which i think that you know that still has like lingering effects to this day yeah. because the ones on the west were trading back and forth with the Americas. Makes sense. And they did that via the Atlantic Ocean. That's how we're bringing it all home here.
1: All right. So that leaves one ocean left. That would be the Pacific Pacific Ocean, number one. Yep, you're right on that. And
0: the Pacific Ocean, I don't know if people really grasp the magnitude of this ocean. Pacific Ocean is number one. And it's 64 million square miles in coverage of Earth which is 166 million square kilometers. And to put that in perspective, that is twice the size as number two, the Atlantic Ocean. Goddamn. Pacific Ocean is huge. And its max depth is 36,000 feet. It has the deepest point on Earth. Which, as we talked about in our bonus episode about shit we believed in when we were kids, Alex, the Pacific Ocean is closest to hell, which is in the middle of Earth's core. Right, right. But anyway, I know that's, we all know that already. The Pacific Ocean is bounded by the continents of Asia and Australia in the west and the Americas in the east. So the Atlantic Ocean is on the east side of America, connecting, or between America and Europe. The opposite side is the Pacific connecting Asia and Australia to America. The Pacific Ocean itself covers over 46% of Earth's water surface and 32% of total surface, including land, on Earth is the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean by itself is larger than all of Earth's entire land area combined. Wow. The volume of the Pacific Ocean represents about 50% of the world's oceanic water. So if you were to get a really strong guy like Arnold Schwarzenegger, listener of the show, if he were to work out for a long time and pick up the Pacific Ocean over his head like a weight, what's my point? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting to see where you're coming with this. He would lift it up, and if he did that, he would be lifting up half the world's water weight. Wow. (laughs) I I let the regular people relate to it. Quality content. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so the Diogo Ribeiro map of the year 1529 was the first in history to show the Pacific at about its proper size. Before that, it was always depicted as much smaller on maps. These fucks didn't know. No, they didn't know. We've talked about it. They're sitting in the streets. They're rolling around and shit. <laughs> they're taking cocaine to, to heal the ghosts in their blood, putting leeches on each other. How the hell are they going to know how big the ocean is?
1: <laughs> yeah. But the fuck, they can discover fucking planets and whatever. You know what baffles me is the, the Polynesians who just like in fucking thousands of years ago just got on these little tiny boats and just sailed across the oceans just oh. hoping to find an island, you know? Yeah. Crazy. And these boats were very primitive. Oh, they're tiny. Yeah, it is
0: incredible when you think about it. When, like, I'm afraid to even go out too far in the ocean now swimming just because of who knows what's out there. These guys are out in the middle of the biggest body of water on Earth, thousands of miles away from land, or any land that they know, and they're out there with
1: their women, kids, men, all of them. Like, on the cruise boat, I'd go out on the deck in the middle of the night and just look out into, like, the unknown. Like, that is terrifying. Mm -hmm. There's no light, there's no nothing, there may be storms in the distance, like, I just Crazy. The balls on those guys. Have you seen the movie Open Water or a movie like that? No, I haven't, but I, I'm, I'm familiar with like the, the concept.
0: Yeah, I watched one recently. I can't remember the name. It's a newer one. But yeah, it's just the whole idea of being stranded in the middle of the ocean. Terrifying. And who knows what kind of Loch Ness monsters and shit live under there? Because we, yeah. we don't know. 91% of the Earth's ocean species, we don't know. Or a whole
1: group of orcas might come and splash a wave at you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But they're just saying hello. (laughs) Do you think there is something Loch Ness monster-esque
1: down in the ocean somewhere? Oh, I think there's absolutely crazy creatures that we don't understand. We can't even comprehend. Yeah. Especially down in the deep. You've seen some of those spooky fish with like the lights on their head and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But we know that one. There's shit even crazier than that. I bet there's crazier stuff we don't know. Yeah. There's, um, it's not
0: this one. There's another body of water that we'll talk about where they're actually Building a like a railroad system under the ocean. Whoa! To connect distant parts I mean, I think that shit's the future. But like the idea of being so deep underwater and traveling
1: underwater—it's just water gets really heavy really quick. Imagine being the guy that like is like building that underwater. I don't know how they do it. Crazy, yeah.
0: You know that's something else too. If we're thinking about because colonizing Mars like will happen eventually. Could be thousands of years. Could be hundreds. Don't know. Yeah. But it will happen eventually. But, like, it would make more sense, like we talked about with Antarctica, to see what we can do on Earth first. Yeah. So, we can colonize Antarctica. And I'm sure by the time we do that shit, we're going to have technology to colonize underwater
1: even, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, submarines exist. Surely, you could make an underwater base. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't even have to build it. You'd just build it above ground and then just, like, sink it. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Didn't seem that hard. See, th- I think all the engineers listening to the show are just nodding along. Like, yeah, fuck,
0: Alex Alex gets it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, back to the Pacific Ocean, the biggest on the planet. It has the most islands in the world with 25,000 known islands in the Pacific. Shit. That's the other thing. There's islands out there we don't even know of yet. Now, here's some more depressing news. The quantity of small plastic fragments floating in the Northeast Pacific Ocean increased a hundredfold between 1972 and 2012. So that's 40 years, I think. Uh, The ever-growing Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Have you heard of this? I have heard of this. Makes me sad every time. There's a garbage patch between California and Japan. It's just a big pile accumulation of garbage that has floated to this one spot. So it looks like a landmass, but it's just mm-hmm. all trash in the middle of the ocean. That massive garbage is three times the size of the country of France. Fucking Christ, I hate it here. It's an estimated 80,000 metric tons of plastic or 1.8 trillion individual pieces of trash. What do you do with all that, man? Like... I don't know. It's plastic. Can't yeah. do anything with it.
1: That's a good question. I don't know. But it's depressing to think about. Yeah. It's not sustainable, right? We can't just keep making shit like this. So, like, what are future humans going to do? Not my fucking problem, am I right? <laughs> Can you just
0: shoot it into the sun? Well, I mean, I think they're going to have to figure something out so like that. I mean, what they need to do is, because, you know, certain companies are increasingly using sustainable, recyclable materials right. in place of plastic, but mm-hmm. not enough are doing that and also they're not forced to do that. Right. I think there needs to be regulations in place to kind of gradually de- uh, reduce all plastic, kind of like, you know, eventually we'll reduce all gasoline or oil dependency. That sort of thing has to happen for plastic too. And I think I'm no expert, obviously, it might surprise you, but I'm no expert, but in my extremely limited scope, I think it would make sense to perhaps blast it off into
1: space because I don't know what else you fucking do with it. Yeah, I mean, makes sense to me.
0: Blast it off to Mars and then we'll just have it there already when we get there.
1: Yeah, that's Mars's problem, not ours.
0: Kick a can down the road like humans do. You know how sometimes people will leave a couch on the side of the road? Yep. Just for someone to come grab it. Like they don't want any more free couch. Here you go. That that's going to be the case on Mars, because all of our trash, including sofas and shit, will already be in Mars. Oh, yeah. When you get there, you don't have to bring any new furniture with you. You just go dig in the trash. Yeah. Thanks, past humans. These are solutions and answers that we are giving the world for free. So No one asked for them, but we're giving them. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: so that's it on Pacific, but let me give you some more big picture fun facts about the sea. Okay. Oceanic. Evaporation as a phase of the water cycle is the source of most rainfall. In fact, about 90% of all rainfall on Earth comes from the oceans. Wow. You didn't know that, did you, Hotshot?
2: No, sure didn't.
0: Now, life within the ocean, so people like you and me, Alex, it all started, life on Earth started about 3 billion years prior to life on land. Oceanic life, including things that came out of the ocean, started 3 billion years earlier. So, That is one reason, I think, why the ocean has such a vast animal system down there because they've had such a head start.
1: Yeah. Tree of Life has been branching from it ever since. Mm -hmm.
0: God works in mysterious ways. Yep. So uh, we talked a lot about how 91% of the ocean species are unknown, and there are 230,000 known species in Earth's oceans today. But one more kind of on that note is that Oceans provide about 90% of the living space on the planet. So, of everywhere on Earth that living things live, 90% of all living things live in the ocean. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's circle back to the trash and plastic discussion. It is estimated that 19 to 23 million tons of plastic leak into the aquatic ecosystems every year. And in 2017, the United Nations Ocean Conference estimated that the oceans might contain more weight in plastics than fish by the year 2050. So in less than 30 years, the oceans will have more weight in plastic than they will have weight in fish.
1: How much of that plastic do you think is dildos? (laughs) I mean, some of them at least, but aren't dildos usually rubber? Oh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) sure. There's probably some plastic dildos out there, to be fair. Yeah, the knockoff brands.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There's probably some plastic peanut butter jars in there. There's probably some plastic yeah. hot dog containers from various airports, including Atlanta, mm-hmm. in there. All kinds of plastic in there. Butt plugs. So there's more weight in plastic, such as butt plugs, than fish. And fish have had billions of years' head start compared to plastic on this planet. Fish better keep up. <laughs> the fish can't get. Fish fuck <laughs> in the ocean. They better speed <laughs> it up and fuck some more. Yep. So, quick recap we got you need 10, nine, and eight. You have seven yeah. Coral Sea. You need six. You have five Arctic, four Southern or Antarctic Ocean,
1: three Indian,
0: two Atlantic, and by far one Pacific.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I'm struggling with seas, so I'm going to need some hints here.
0: Sure. So, there is a sea that has the name of a major country in its name. Uh,
1: major country. Is it like a Ru- the Russian Sea? No, but it's that part of the world. Ah, uh, the China Sea. The South China Sea, to be specific,
0: is number 10. It's just over 1 million square miles, or 2.9 million square kilometers. It's located south of China, east of Vietnam, west of the Philippines. South China Sea first opened about 45 million years ago when the dangerous ground rifted away from the southern China. Extension ceased around 17 million years ago. So this sea has not been changing in the last 17 million years, whereas some of the seas we've talked about are still evolving. (laughs) The South China Sea is a region of tremendous economic and geostrategic importance. In fact, one-third of the world's maritime shipping passes through it, carrying over $3 trillion U.S. in trade every year. Now, something really interesting about the South China Sea is, to this day, several countries have made competing territorial claims over the South China Sea. And such disputes have been regarded as Asia's most potentially dangerous point of conflict. Both the People's Republic of China and the Republic of China, now more commonly known as Taiwan, claim almost the entire body as their own. So what this is saying is that there's a lot of contention about who owns the sea, which is mm-hmm. such a stupid fucking concept in the first place. But that competition for the sea could lead to pretty serious conflicts in the future. Especially yeah. as, you know, water becomes more as
1: more sort our of scarce resource. And just for, like, trade issues as well, too, right? Like, if, if you don't yep. own the sea that you border, then, like, you can't trade, you know? You, have you to can't make... come in and out of it, right? Yeah. That's what she said. Oh. That's the South China Sea. You know what a fun word
2: is that you said? What's that? Maritime. It's, a, it's okay. Isn't that a fun word?
0: I'm indifferent on maritime as a word. Okay. There's another sea that's kind of on that eastern hemisphere of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say that if there was a Disney movie associated with the sea, it would be the movie Aladdin. Persian Sea? No. Mm, Arabian Sea. Arabian Sea. Arabian Sea. Okay. That was good. That was good. Is that number nine? That's number nine. Yeah. The Arabian Sea is 1.4 million square miles and 15,000 feet in, at its deepest point. And remember, the Pacific has the deepest at 36,000. This one's 15. It borders India, Pakistan, Iran, Yemen, and a few others. It's been an important marine trade route since the third millennium BC, and the Arabian Sea has one of the world's largest oceanic oxygen minimum zones, or OMZ, or dead zone. Do you know what this is? No. The OMZ, or dead zone, are parts of a body of water that have very low levels of oxygen, sometimes undetectable by standard equipment. Oh. The Arabian Sea's dead zone has the lowest level of oxygen in the world, especially in the Gulf of Oman. What it's saying there is that if you were to go to the Gulf of Oman in this sea, standard oxygen equipment couldn't even detect that there is oxygen there at all. Oh, shit. And the cause for this includes untreated sewage, as well as high temperatures on the Indian subcontinent, which increase winds blowing toward India, bringing up nutrients and reducing oxygen in the waters. Yeah. Just kind of fascinating. I I had never even considered that there's parts of the ocean or sea that humans probably couldn't even breathe in.
2: Right. That's crazy.
0: And this is the one I mentioned earlier with the rail tunnel under the sea. So this is planned. It's going to link the UAE, which is the... uh,
1: United Arab Emirates.
0: Yeah, that. uh, With the western coast of India. The tunnel will be supported by pontoons and will be nearly 2,000 kilometers in length. That's cool. I'm all for infrastructure. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen all these, like, proposals for alternate travel uh, to airplanes. I know, yep. I think you've seen those before, too. There's yep. like, I don't remember what they're called, but it would involve connecting continents through the sea.
1: It's going to drastically change travel in the future, but... Yeah. I mean, that'd be good. Reduce air travel. That's always a good thing. Air, air travel is awful for the environment. Right, and for my fucking patients. Yeah, it's coming from a guy that flies like twice a month. Yeah.
0: I hate it too. You fly more yeah. than me, but I hate yeah. it too. All right. So that was the Arabian Sea. I have a guess. Yeah. It is the Mediterranean Sea number six? Good guess. It's not number six, you fucking idiot, but it it's is number eight. eight. God damn it. Damn it. It's also known as the American Mediterranean Sea, although I'm going to guess that I... Americans only call it that. Yeah. Mediterranean Sea is its more common name. It's number eight at 1.6 million square miles in coverage or 4.2 million square kilometers. It goes up to 25,000 feet deep, and it is around Mexico, Belize, Costa Rica, Southeast United States. This is where the Gulf of Mexico is included in this Mediterranean Sea.
1: Wait, you kidding? I thought Mediterranean was like up where like Italy's at. The
0: American Mediterranean Sea is a scientific name for the Mediterranean Dilution Basin, which includes the Caribbean Sea and the Gulf of Mexico. Huh. Okay. So you're right. Mediterranean sounds like a European thing. I'm looking this up. Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, it is. So uh, I think the American Mediterranean Sea, which is what's number eight, is actually a different body of water than the Mediterranean.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: So that's where the confusion is. Yeah. So my bad. I, I thought they were the same until we started looking at it. I realized that the American Mediterranean Sea is actually different than the more commonly known Mediterranean Sea.
1: I think they could just call it something else. Don't ask Americans. you think, but you'd think the Americans could call football yeah, something else too. Yeah, just like football, but...
0: you know? Uh, whatever. Alright, man. Let's knock out our last one. It's number six. I don't know. Give me a hint. It is named after a country and a people. Okay. It's uh, near... The Philippines and Taiwan, Japan is to the north.
2: Okay, okay. Fa-
0: um, I, have, I actually said the country in one of those. The Taiwan Sea. No,
1: I'm gonna let you guess. The Japanese Sea. No. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Philippine Sea. The
0: Philippine Sea is number six.
1: Oh, you can There's actually a Philippine Sea.
0: Yes, not a Japanese sea. <laughs> My wife is Filipino. She's going to kill me. <laughs> oh, yes. That's good. We'll have to find a new guest I could coast then. See if she's available. <laughs> the Philippine Sea is number six at 2.2 million square miles. And it's actually, other than the Pacific, actually this is part of the Pacific Ocean, includes the Philippine Sea and this is where the deepest point on Earth is at 35,000 feet. It's the largest sea in the world. So the largest non-ocean body of water. It has the Philippine Trench and the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest point on the planet, like I said. It provides or supports the livelihoods of 120 million people and is a source of food for the Philippine coastal communities and for millions more people worldwide. So it's a very important body of water. Just like you are a very important human body
2: in my life. Oh, I thank you. I was lying.
0: A huge part of this sea is the whale shark tourism in the Coral Triangle. provides a steady source of income for the surrounding community. This is where whale sharks like to hang out. Hmm. Whale sharks are sharks. They're not whales, right? Or are they whales, and not sharks? Why have both names? It is a slow-moving, filter-feeding carpet shark. A carpet oh. shark. It is the largest fish species. Because whales are
2: mammals, aren't they? Yeah. Like dolphins. You know, I swam with a dolphin.
0: I saw a picture of you doing that.
2: Yeah. Well, anyway, that,
0: on that uh, very relevant note, that is the Philippine Sea at number six. It's podcast review time, bitch. Every week, I read podcast reviews from listeners just like your sorry fucking ass and the first one I'm going to read this week comes from the Crime Diner podcast on Podchaser. They say, The podcast is so interesting, each episode is a unique list. Love the interesting facts they find for each episode. And Crime Diner, first of all, thank you for your review. And secondly, what can be better than facts about the deep, dark, terrifying ocean like you're listening to today? And you left out of your review all the great ocean jokes that I tell on some episodes. Anyway, thank you. One more here from Trevin on the Good Pods app. Trevin says, I love a good discussion on meat! Meat in all caps with an exclamation point. I believe or hope that this review came after the recent episode me and Dr. Buster did on the most consumed meats in the world. I would feel better about this review being in response to that than, say, the Top Porn Searches episode that we did a while back. Either way, meat's good in lots of contexts, can be good anyway, and just like Good Meat, your review was very good on Good Pods. Thank you, Trevin. That's all for now. But if you want me to read your review on a future episode, could be about meat, could be about porn, could be about anything. Just go to Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or the Good Pods app, rate us five stars, and leave a review, and I'll read it. All right, let's get back to the show.
1: Do you know that dolphins rape people? Please tell me more. Yeah, there's been actual, like, articles of dolphins, like, trying to rape divers because they look like seals. Are dolphins violent when they... They can be. So, there's a specific video I've seen... I'll bet you fucking have. ...of a dolphin that's just get a little rowdy with a diver, and you see his little wee-wee stick out. Oh, no. And... It's pretty horrifying. I showed that to my wife right before we swam with dolphins and she was she was pretty scared.
0: <laughs> Not the best thing to show her, but did, did the rape happen?
1: Like, did no. the dolphin penetrate? Okay. No, he never penetrated. He just kept like pushing the diver down farther and farther, kind of aggressively. Thankfully, the diver was strong enough to, you know, escape basically. But yeah, it was scary. So beware of dolphins.
0: I've heard this somewhere. I think it's true that Dolphins are the only other uh, animal on the planet that have sex for pleasure and not for reproductive purposes. Yeah, that would make sense. So the next step, the next logical step is humans having sex with dolphins. I bet it's happened. I bet it's happened too. And in our, you know, new world we're building, Alex, where people are colonizing Antarctica and under the ocean and sending our trash to Mars, maybe somewhere in that equation there's room and time to further explore dolphin-human hybrids. I think it's a, uh, you know, science can never go too far. Science can never go too far. You heard it here first. Alex, we did it. We did the top 10 largest bodies of water on the planet. Let me go back through them real quick. Number 10, the South China Sea. Number 9, the Arabian Sea, the future site of an underwater rail tunnel. Number 8 is the American Mediterranean Sea, which includes the Gulf of Mexico. Number 7 is the Coral Sea, which houses the Great Barrier Reef. Number six is the Philippine Sea, not far from where Alex's wife is from, despite Alex not knowing that. Number five is the Arctic Ocean. Number four is the Southern Ocean, or sometimes known as the Antarctic Ocean. Number three is the Indian Ocean. Number two is the Atlantic Ocean. And number one, more than double the size of the Atlantic, is the Pacific Ocean. That's a good list. I didn't do so great, but you did a good job. You sure did not, no. No, absolutely not. I'm starting to see why I hesitated for so long to put
1: you on the main feed here. Yeah, you might need to relegate me back to the bonus feed for a while until yeah. I get my chops back up. Well, yeah, you can hear more of Alex on TennisPod+.
0: Info for that is at TennisPod.com PLUS. I
1: tell you, the Space episode was good. Highly recommend it. It was one of my favorites, for real. The Space episode alone is worth your Patreon subscription. Don't know about that. But
0: it's included as part of an overall package featuring almost 50 bonus episodes. Everything
1: else is shit. Just listen to the space episode. (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't listen to Alex. Alex, what are you doing to
0: me here? (laughs) Alex, this has been fun. What water-based list should we do the next time you're on?
1: I don't know. I thought I knew a lot about the oceans and water, but there's just so much of the unknown. I mean, maybe next time, let's just do the top 10, like, ponds in our hometown.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the top 10 ponds. In our hometown in Oklahoma. That I think that's a list that has international appeal. I think we should yep. really consider that.
1: Yep. And if not
0: that maybe like the ten biggest puddles surrounding my house right now, because it rained this morning. Yeah. Okay. So I could go out and take pictures of that, make it interactive, kind of share it one at a time on social media, have people react to it, and then have you guess which one's the biggest. It's a first hand source. Right there. I like it. Okay. Well, this has been Alex Johns. He is my friend, and he has been the sidekick host for today. This has been episode 180, and we'll be back next week. Who's my guest next week? Let me look. I'm going to have Buster back next week. Buster's bringing a list for me to guess. But if you can't get enough Tennis and you want to talk to me between now and then, you should really follow us on social media, uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, at TennisPod. I didn't know you were on TikTok. You know now. And there's some quality content there. Lots of kitty content. Oh, shit. Maybe some dolphin content coming soon. Am I right? Oh? <laughs> That's where you insert an oh baby. Oh baby. <laughs> and also, if you didn't know, you can listen to full episodes of our podcast and watch trailers for every episode on our YouTube channel. So check
1: that out too.
0: Alex, any final words? Any any uh, water or ocean jokes to close us out here?
1: Um, Puns? No. I don't have
0: any. <laughs> I wish I did. That's fantastic. <laughs> well... I did the opening joke and I'm just gonna do it again. Yeah, I don't know, I should say goodbye instead of hello. They wave. They wave and I'm waving now. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.
1: Goodbye. Bye.